we're going with scoops here scoops garland um come on in buddy um how you doing that's not gonna work is it <laughs> it may work we can maybe make it work do i you want to just try to make it work let's try um, to make it work All right, bark, 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 bark. Welcome to another episode of the Daegu Dogs. Dustin Waters here with Christopher Head. Hebsey here. Uh, what a weekend we're coming off uh, the second doubleheader of the season. And uh, what a beauty day it was uh, from, uh, you know, the refreshments, the weather, the, the competition, everything was, uh, was in order. You know, do you have any complaints about that day how could you i mean it's quintessential dsl it's one of those days where i tell people when i'm trying to get them to sign up this is what it can be like i can't overhype it it's going to be the best thing you've done in korea your whole time in korea and look what we did on saturday how can anybody have anything to complain about i'd say positivity dsl six games uh, birthday parties nights at the hotel and uh even a few caesars to boot I mean, it was so fun. It uh, make you forget about the Maple Leafs uh, game today, huh, Habs? Oh fuck, man, that is that's hard. It's hard on your mental health, you know, uh, being a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. But, I feel uh, for you, man. I feel so bad for you guys. You know, it fucking sucks. It uh, it stinks today, but uh, I'll be goddamned if I let the Maple Leafs sap any of my energy. Uh, you know, uh, fuck that. Got DSL to play. Now, Hebsey, were you at the hotel uh, after afterwards on Saturday night? Yeah, I went for a few nightcaps. I didn't stay there, but uh, there was a good. It was an old school DSL party, you know, uh, from uh, from early morning right through to uh, I left at twelve thirty one in the morning, and uh, <sighs> right up until that point, it was going strong, and uh, it continued uh, a few hours past that. I'm sure. Yeah, I I think I went to bed around three. I don't remember seeing you up there, but I don't remember seeing much of it. I don't remember much of anything from that night. Yeah, I got uh, a ride with Nashi about twelve thirty or so. Uh, there were a bunch of home. a bunch of night owls up there. It was a hoot. Oh, Bunung Ching, please keep them coming. Is uh, the, that's the DSL screaming for more jokes from Dustin Waters? The partying up there was like a, a rap music video. It was ludicrous. Uh, a little bit better. A little bit better. Uh, you got, you got you another know, one, don't you? Okay, go. I got one more. <laughs> you know, being up at Hyojin this weekend was like the opposite of Alcoholics Anonymous. It was Alcoholics Conspicuous. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Didn't you write that one before? Isn't that like know, an old I, one? Yeah, yeah, I, I thought I heard that one. one before. So, yeah, you know, that was and that one was the best of the three, I think. Uh, it's because you had years to work on it. Uh, but, yeah, what uh, what a great day. Big thanks to the captains, because that was a flawless day, in my opinion. But I was on the beers at uh, 908. I think uh, me and uh, Elizabeth Keene drove me out with 10 Joseph. And we were the, the first ones at the field. So, nice. uh yeah, I cracked the beer right away, and uh, I tell you what, uh, I bought four Matty Campbell sandwiches, and I figured out that uh, one Matty Campbell sandwich per five beer 
and you're all you're all settled. So that's buy four sandwiches for twenty bucks, and you can have twenty beers, uh, and you'll be uh, all right with that uh, Campbell's Kitchen in your tummy. I remember getting there, setting up the field for for game one, and just looking around at the scenery and the people who were there, and knowing that we had twelve hours of this ahead of us, and just thinking, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else in the world right now. This is heaven for me. Yeah, it is great now. Like I don't know, you want to like compared to a beach in Thailand or something is, is hard, hard sell, but it really is beautiful, uh, beautiful field up there. Like compared to what we used to play on and uh, like that, that field is really, uh, is really tight, you know, uh, beautiful day, beautiful facility up there. Well, we have a lot to get to today, Hebsey. We have a few guests, you know, we're not going to have anybody in studio. The dog house is going to remain empty for the podcast this week, but we're going to try a new thing on Zoom here where we get, you know, like 15 minute interval interviews with uh, we're going to get Kyle DeVore on. We're going to get we got uh, Bergen. Bergen lined up uh, last year's MVP. And then we're going to uh, we're going to finish things off with uh, Richard Scoops Garland, uh, first <laughs> baseman of Game of Thrones. Looking forward to these uh, guests coming up today. Now, Kyle mentioned that he had a little beef, like after talking about how positive the league is and. You know, I was thinking, man, like, who got a beef in the DSL? Maybe we, maybe we're gonna cancel that bit. But uh, I don't think this we one do is beefs. This one is is uh, you know left over from before last week. So Kyle got a little beef, and we'll we'll uh, get that out of the way and get into some uh, some good banter with uh, Kyle Devore, captain of the Vibe Raiders. That'll be coming up right after this. Welcome back, ladies and dogs. Uh, the first guest up today is no stranger to the podcast. His third appearance on the Daegu Dogs podcast. Kyle motherfucking DeVore. Yo, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Now, guys, uh, this guy uh, having a hell of a season yet again. Uh, my uh, my teammate is uh, on the old field of drunks there. Uh, ex-champion Kyle DeVore. Um how things going for you this season on the vibrators? You guys are uh, uh, inconsistent is how I would say uh, you guys either come and start throwing some bombs or uh, you guys come out and you bomb. Yeah, no, I'll agree with that assessment. 100%. Uh, we're either absolutely just knocking the cover off the ball, or we've also had some games where uh, we struggled to get, you know, to string a few hits together here and there. So, can, can you look back on the games and, and like decide, like, like see like what it was, or is it just randomness? I don't have a fucking clue. <laughs> if, I mean, I don't you think if I had a theory, like I would have fixed it, like avoid it. Yeah. Yeah. Now you very famously just picked up Woody for Denzel and, and that's great. And I love it. And I think most mm -hmm. of the captains love it because Woody is a huge asset to the league. Um, how does he fit into your team? How do you like your team now that, that you have Woody on it? 
I think Woody fits in just about anywhere. <laughs> Woody's just such a good time guy. Like, you know, people yeah. love to be around Woody because he's just a, just a really happy dude. He loves being around. He loves uh, laughing, getting drunk and, uh, Good time. You know, good time guy. Are you suggesting yeah. that he would uh, he would be a fine fit for Jason Greener's uh, good times? <laughs> uh, no, he's he's already found his team, so I, I don't think he would be a good fit at this point. Well, Kyle, I got to say that is a uh, welcome uh, welcome shot in the arm. I know uh, Denzel is a, is a pretty solid DSLer himself, and uh, he couldn't play, and so you're missing him in the lineup, and to get a replacement like uh, like Woody, uh, good good for your team, good for uh, good for the league. Yeah, and of course, uh, you know, we only had Denzel for uh, one game out there. so uh, Broken ribs, right? Uh, it was ribs and then uh, fingers and leg, I think. He just couldn't shake off the injury bug this year. Damn. I have a question about Woody as a replacement. You know, Woody is classically a bourbon drinker like Ruben is. And you played games one and then you took a, a game off and played game three. So you played games one and three. What was the what was Woody's performance level difference between one and three? Did he get significantly more drunk or was he even keel? Uh, no, he he performed about the same in both games. Uh, uh, you know, great defensively, uh, showing a little rust on the offensive side, but that's fine. That'll come around. I'm not too worried about old Woodrow. How'd you feel about uh, your team uh, and last weekend in general? Uh, how'd you feel uh, the the double header went off? You're one of the organizers as captain, and uh, how'd you and your your team enjoy the uh, double header Saturday? Uh, well, anybody that was around towards the end of the day, day knows that I enjoyed it a little too much personally. <laughs> what do you mean on the field or off the field? Because on the field you look like you were uh, you're popping triples for a joke, so it looks like you're enjoying it out there as well. Well, I got to say, like, yeah, in our first game, my entire team, everyone hit the ball. We were all just smacking it wherever we wanted, could not be stopped. Uh, we did the complete opposite in game three. Uh, I mean, I, I know I struggled in, a, in our second game, and I think just about everybody did, to be quite honest. I have to say, you know, like we, we bet on every game, me and Hebsey do, and um, mm. I picked you, and I, but I picked you just because – I don't know. Liam convinced me that you guys may have something going on in that first game. And good Lord, did you fucking put on a show, man? I was just going to say, I like I've known all season, even when we've struggled, that this team has the ability to hit like that. Uh, and it's just a matter of doing it. Like, are we going to do it? Are we not going to do it? Hopefully all those pieces will fall into place, uh, you know, in the next couple of weeks. Masari and he's got the, the, uh, was it Steve and Nick, is it? Steve and Nick, yes. Steve and Nick. So uh, Nick is uh, Minnie Mouse, they call him, hey? That's, that's his nickname. <laughs> is that the name? Yeah. Yeah, I saw his, uh, his, his wife and daughter were in attendance uh, on Saturday, so they're calling, him, uh, they're calling him Minnie Mouse. So then we're that's calling Dad. Awesome uh, we're calling was Dad his, Mighty Mouse. Was that yeah. his sister? Uh, that was his sister, I guess. Yeah, uh, sister and uh, the uh, Miss Miss Masari uh, was there. Mrs. Masari. Yeah, oh, great family, lovely family. Uh, great to have them, uh, you know, on the on the Raiders side uh, cheering for us there. Yeah, he's just uh, a beast, hey, uh, uh, Steve. Just looks like uh, 
Yeah, that, like you can see he hits the ball, and uh, you can you can see uh, when he connects it, it's uh, it's not staying inside the park. Uh, he hits hard. I I don't doubt that. I, I know he hits hard. Has he hit more than just the one out of the park? Has he hit more than one out of the park yet? Uh, I think it's just the one out of the park. It is the uh, farthest if, part of I the park to hit one out. I mean, left field is no joke. At yeah, you're yeah, you're not kidding. Kyle, how many uh, how many have you knocked out this year? Out of the park. Uh, also, just one to dead just left. Just one. Yeah. You're uh, you're coming close every time, though. Eh? You're putting them up on the fence, uh, uh, all all over the place. Every uh, every other game seems like you're popping it out there. I don't need the home runs. Uh, I'm perfectly fine with extra bases and RBIs, uh, as long as. As long as Big Orange gets that W at the end of the day, that's fine. That's what all the guys. That's what all the guys who hit, don't hit it out of the park say. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think that's. I, I think especially Hyojin, there is a a fairly large distinction to be made between what right-handers are up against and what left-handers are up against at that park. It's and a that's completely not to take different anything. Thing, yeah. I mean, if you remember back at the old auxiliary field, right-handers would just fucking chip it out of the not me obviously but like kyle and timpano I, and everybody I, who's right-handed just chip it out of the park i was actually saying that to somebody uh, a few weeks ago out there is i think uh us playing every week at hyojin is uh a little bit of karma for how much fun we had at, at the auxiliary field that was <laughs> yeah that was yeah. every time we went to play at the auxiliary field i would just you know run my hands together i'd say Ooh, today it's gonna be a big day I remember uh, you're you're taking me back, Kyle. Uh, it was your team. I think you're playing for Corey Sitar's uh, Scorgasms against mm -hmm. Eric Nash's uh, uh, Rippers, and uh, we're we're getting rolling going into uh, going into Championship Day. We won the first. Uh, well, we won our first game, and then we go in. Um, no, we're in our third game, so we won two games. Came up against you, and uh, you popped three home runs over that bullshit fence on us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, then and then my fourth at bat, I hit one that should have been a home run, but was called foul. Uh, and uh, was that me? I, I or was that, that, call. that should have. I don't remember who called it, but uh, it, that should have been a fourth home run. So I remember that uh, call being made. It, but um, I just I mean, but it's worth noting, you know, how frustrated Matt Campbell and greener and all these guys must have been playing an auxiliary with that huge, huge right field that never ended. Now, like you said, Kyle, getting their getting their time in their retribution well, that's just, here. At that's just right. individually. That's just individually, though, because every team had a few righties that could pop that fence. So, uh, you know, uh, every team had those. But individually, I guess Maddie Campbell or uh, some of these guys, like you're saying, would what are you saying here that they want? to pop it over the fence and they can't in that park or who doesn't, who doesn't want to pop it over the fence. I mean, if I could, yeah. I, I wish I could. You're yeah. goddamn right. <laughs> but uh, I remember one of the earliest, one of my earliest memories of Ruben, you know, have you ever seen Ruben push it the other way in DSL like this year or last year? He just doesn't do it anymore. But one of his first games with me as all balls, he just fucking rotated his hips and shot it over the wall in um left field there at the auxiliary field and uh that dude isn't doing it but he can and so there um, i guess this is all a big roundabout way of saying like Maseri, a big right-handed guy hitting it out of the park that is and kyle devore hitting it out of the park 
somehow it does speak more to their power than some lefty popping it out at Hyojin. Not to take anything away from those guys. No, of course not. But you're right. I mean, it is a shorter porch, but it's not, I mean, think about the people who are hitting them out there, like Matt and Ruben, like don't take anything away from their power. Paul Whitaker. Yeah. You they're, know? they're powerful yeah. hitters. Yeah. And I mean, right. I also look at, you know, you didn't, you were talking about right-handed hitters sitting out there. You got to give some love to Chris Barry, man. He is. Oh yeah. Sounding, yeah. Crushing. Crushing. Yeah. When we were playing, we were playing them. We played uh, when Chris Barry's up to bat, we just stood against the wall just so we knew where the wall was. And if it fell in front of us, we're, we're happy with that. We'll hold them to a single. Um, but we were just backing up and backing up and backing up and then running into the wall. So screw it. Just stand, put your back against it. Do you want to get into the games now? Yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's have Kyle break down uh, a couple of games from, uh, from the last weekend there. Kyle played games one and game three. True. Give us a little, uh, give us a little recap there, Kyle. Uh, give us, uh, give us scores and uh, how the how the games played out in Kyle DeVore's opinion. <laughs> okay, uh, so game one, uh, you know, my vibrators came out real hot right out of the gate. Uh, we put up nine before uh, uh, the Warriors were able to to respond. Uh, I mean, I think it was just uh, the whole story of that game was we were finding all the gaps uh, and they were not, they were just hitting it right to us. Uh, and I mean, we played some, some pretty good defense. They also, you know, played some good defense at points. We were just finding holes that they weren't. And uh, we came out on top in that one. I think, yeah. um, I think that uh, the weekend warriors were, uh, were suffering from a little uh, Daegu dog love uh they were drunk on Daegu Daglov and uh I don't know didn't it didn't bold well from uh there this past weekend they moved up my ranks personally because of the weekend before performance but they uh they're taking a slip back after that uh, last Saturday I mean there are I'm just looking at the stats right now weekend warriors has over 15 flyouts just on my like really quick count um, that's weekend warriors. Meanwhile, and then also like I think their some, runs, some somewhere around like seven, eight, or nine of those were to me. Like whoever took was... stats on this game deserves some props because it is it's like F7, 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 F7. Like they're not just you know fly out, fly out, but they're giving the specific outfielder there. Um, yeah. you guys, their vibrators, your both your very top of the order and very bottom of the order really produced for you in that game. Yeah. Why'd you bet Woody yeah. last? Uh, what, you want to break down my strategy? Is that what you're trying to do? You're trying to get in my head here? Uh, no, I'll, I'll tell you. Um, my thinking was having someone at the bottom of the order that can bring things back around to the top. I absolutely hate getting to the top of the order with two outs. That's it. It kind of ties your hands in a lot of ways on what your what your your three four guys are able to do with the ball. You know, when your when your three four hitters come up, one and two got on base with two outs. Three and four come up. You want to tell those guys just take the chain off and unleash on a ball and see how deep you can hit it. If if you fly out, you'll get a sack. That's fine. 
with two outs, you can't really do that. So having somebody at the bottom of the order that can bring things back around is nice. But also when you get to that guy, then you're still going to the top with two outs. Right. I mean, you can't always plan for that situation, but it just always seems to feel like that's how it happens when I don't have somebody at the bottom there. But also Woody having not swung a bat in a while, you know, you know, he's going to be rusty. So you hope he breaks out, but you know, he's there if he doesn't. Well, he went three for three as well as the batter before him. So went three for three, Elizabeth. King, Fielder's, so choice. You... Fielder's choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, I did my first day of uh, stats keeping there uh, this, this last weekend. So uh, yeah, I was with uh, Middleton. She's uh, giving me some tips or whatever. And uh, she was just telling me about the, you know, uh, oh, yeah, and he gets a hit for that. <laughs> you know, when, <laughs> yeah. when it was a, when the ground out. Uh, well, it's just mean, like, because people, we talk about our batting averages and stuff, and we should almost put a but in there uh, sometimes, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hitting 880 this year, but I... <laughs> I grounded well, out. Uh, I mean, me personally, you know, I bat first, so there is no fielder's choice for me. Like it, me batting myself first hurts my batting average because there's no like person in front of me to like throw out a second and pat my stats. The most annoying fielder's choice is on the third out when the batter grounds into like a fielder's choice that ends the inning and they get a hit. That is the most annoying one. Uh, yeah, I can I can see hey, that. Uh, I, I'm not a not a great big fan of uh, giving hits for fielder's choice, but I mean it's I, I do like the inflated numbers. I, I like the idea that people are out here. Oh hitting yeah, nine hundred fifty. You know, Corey Baker's uh, an eight hundred hitter. Yeah. To uh, to end off <laughs> to end off this uh, game one analysis, uh, want to mention I was talking to uh, Rick Cunningham there this last week and. Um, and uh, he said about the uh, the weekend warriors. Weekend warriors are uh, are cursed. The doubleheader curse. Uh, all their losses have come this year. Uh, doubleheaders. Oh, is that true? Yeah, yeah. I uh, was talking to him, and uh, you know, it was hassle getting the show together. I wanted to get him on to talk about the uh, the WW curse, but uh, put that in the bank for later. Does that curse extend into the playoffs? Then is my question. Well. Um, Weekend Warriors would hope not, uh, given that um, championship day is yet another doubleheader. Can I just shout out one more person from your team, Kyle? Stephanie Turner, um, mm-hmm. in that first game, had two singles. And that's mm-hmm. that's big because she doesn't have a lot of singles. And I don't think that I'm speaking out of turn here and saying that she's had a lot of strikeouts. She's had a she's had a fun time trying to get the bat on the ball. Sir. I I'm being, yeah, but in this game, she had two singles in one. That's great. You know, not ground outs, not pop outs, not flowers, not strikeouts. She got on base twice. That That's pretty good. Right. That's it. absolutely. Uh, I mean, anytime in the DSL that you've got people breaking out in a way that they don't normally do, you're going to have, you know, a lot of success and you know, Stephanie's had trouble finding the ball some, which is going to happen. She's never really played the game before, but yeah, she had an awesome game out there. Uh, hopefully she can just keep that up. Nice one. Well done. Yeah. She's headed in the right direction. Unlike week one. 
You see, she's in. She's yeah. heading in the right we'll direction there. Uh, what What was the uh, game three there, uh, Kyle Dustin? Yeah, let's move on to game three, Kyle. Right. Now it was you versus uh, Good Times. Good Times. Uh, I think this might be a curse of my own, like my personal curse. I have never beat Jason Greener uh, as really? captain. Wow. Played him, what, three times last year? Just could not find a W over that guy. Those were wow. – uh, I was on that team last year. Those, those were some tight battles we had with your team, though. Uh, Absolutely, we yeah. were uh, We were the, the top two teams, I think, last year going at it, and we, every, uh, we just got by Every game except you. for the championship was a tight one. Yeah. But it should be noted that Greener did not lose to anybody last year. Yeah. Yeah. He had a fucking – all right. So, uh, anyway, so go ahead. Sorry. I I personally just, I don't know, feel cursed playing greener, but this was in like the fourth and fifth inning. I was kind of standing there just bum fuzzled about how it almost felt like the complete opposite game from what we had in game one where, you know, they were, they, we had a couple of really good hits that they took away with some really good defensive plays. And then, you know, other than that, it was just not finding holes and hitting it right to people. And it was, okay, well, you know, we're not, we're not swinging the bat terribly. We just can't find those holes right now. And it was really, really odd to, to see it flip-flop like that, uh, that quickly. Yeah. And uh, I, your game, so not to rub salt in the wound, but you scored five runs that game and four of them came in one inning. So you did not mm-hmm. have a run until the fifth inning. That's yeah. tough. You, you're not going to so win DSL games. It feels like five, salt. Five runs. Feels like salt in the wound to me. Yeah, five runs. We got to talk game. about it. Mm-hmm. Five runs in that game. In game one, I had six RBIs on my own. So, <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. That was that's rough. You're not going to win games when you score five runs. You know. I mean, clearly we're, we're a much better team than that. Uh, it was just, you know, just could not get the bats going. I'm not real sure what oh, the reason I did, for that is. I know we've moved on from game one, but I do think that game one had the largest run differential of the game. So that's a, a notable note. Like, there was the biggest blowout. You, you over Weekend Warriors was the biggest blowout of the day. Um, but you against uh, Good Times was somewhat of a different story. Uh, good times though did have a great game and in fact had the catch of the week i don't know if you want to talk about that no <laughs> catch of the week it was it was it was against my team of course i don't want to talk about it <laughs> well <laughs> there was there was a lot of discussion about who should get the catch of the week because dave lyons had a ton of great catches off of you out there in right field but ultimately mm-hmm. he did not get the catch of the week uh danny did for her catch off of Mondor. And I unfortunately was warming up in my, in the old uh, side bullpen there. And so I didn't see it, but people have said to me that it was like a running, diving, falling catch into the net. Mm. I didn't, can you, I, I, I don't have more to say about it. I did not see it. So perhaps for our Daegu dot audience, you could at least describe what happened. Uh, it was a good catch. <laughs> there you go, man. You're rubbing salt. You're rubbing salt, Dustin. 
I'm okay. a spectator, man. I'm a fan of the game. I just want to know what happened. Talk about people it. love well, talking I, about wins. I, they don't like talking about losses that much. <laughs> Danny no, um, had a great catch. We should celebrate it. Yeah, she, you know, she was running back on a ball. Uh, Mondor hit. Uh, she made a catch. Uh, a of all, <laughs> it was against my team. B of all, I argued for a third option because Ryan Mondor had an awesome diving catch in the first game, and. Uh, I got to be honest with your listeners here. Uh, The other captains gave it very, very little love. Yeah, he's pretty good. Pretty good catcher. He's pretty good catcher. That guy. Mm -hmm. Any more Um, notable notes from that game? I guess I know Kyle may not want to linger on that game. The final score: five to fourteen. Run differential of nine runs. Uh, Yeah, I mean, good times is a good team. They're they, they show up to some games, but they also have not showed up to some games. So it will be interesting to see how they do in the playoffs. Good times moved up to number two. Good times back up there in the number two uh, seed in Hebsey's ranks. Power rankings? I'll say Hebsey's like, power rankings. yeah. Uh, streaky teams, you know, it's really interesting seeing uh, teams like the way my team is playing, the way good times are playing uh, when they're streaky going into the playoffs knows man yeah talk uh, elaborate a little bit on that for us kyle uh because uh you know your uh your team's going through up and downs uh this season as are most teams but uh, head into the playoffs two games and then championship day how do you feel about uh your team and uh, their chances on the on the winner's championship well you know uh i've just been telling my team after every struggle and also after every win like Hey man, we all make the playoffs. We just got to get hot at the right time. So it's, you know, winning now is great. And uh, we're, we're building towards something we would have liked uh, to have been in a position to, to get that number one seed going into playoff day. I think we're out of that now. I'm not sure I'd have to, to really look at the, at the standings, but uh, you know, no matter where you go in on championship day, you still got to play the games and, if you get hot on the right day, you can go all the way from any seed. So you're still in the fight for the number two slot, which would be home field advantage on that play in game. So definitely right. something to still show up for and play for. Sure. And, you know, you have to learn to lose before you learn to win. And uh, that's better done in the regular season than the championship days. So uh, who knows? Uh, I think I think that's important. I see you smirking there. Water's what that smirk uh, right off your face with all my championships. Hey, about losing. Right. I've forgotten. I've forgotten more about losing than you've ever learned. Hebsey. <laughs> I'll give you one of my old championships shirts to uh, wipe that shit off your face. That's my fucking point. Uh, anyways, let's, uh, let's go on to, uh, to Kyle. Now, um, Kyle, we were talking the last few weeks there and uh, you know, you're, uh, you're bringing up about uh about some some beef you had. Uh, you got you got any beef uh, going on wait, wait, wait. going on the show? That was a beautiful Saturday. Whoa, 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 beef? How could anybody have any beef right now? Well, I'm just you know it's just a follow up. It's just a follow up because Kyle had mentioned to me personally that he did have a beef and uh, maybe it's no longer there. If it's no longer there, fine, that's great. If it is, Kyle, maybe you, it needs to get sm- out. You smoked that beef. <laughs> I got some beef with uh, Dustin Waters from his uh, from your last podcast there. Yeah, I'll hash it out you if you made want to it, hash it out. You made it out. You made it seem as if I took this known quantity, as if I grabbed, you know, 
Ken Griffey Jr. in his prime and tried to stick him into the DSL for Denzel. When I'm... in actuality, what I did was I said, who's on the waiting list? And I said, oh, there's this Korean guy. You started calling him Mr. Baseball. And I was like, oh, fuck it. Just give me that guy. And all hell broke loose. I, yeah. I believe what I said was, fuck it. Just give me that guy. All hell broke loose. I said, okay, I, I just need a body. So give me one game. If he plays like a goddamn all-star, then he then I'll tell him to kick rocks. I don't know. Like the way the way that uh, you're telling it, it doesn't sound like you were a scumbag at all. But if you listen to the podcast from last week, listen to Dustin, sound like you're a real scumbag. scumbag. (laughs) It's on. That's my beef. I portrayed it as if you were upset that we didn't let you pick up that guy. I disagree wholeheartedly. You portrayed it as what you said was he's trying to get Mr. Baseball in here for run of the mill Denzel. And I was like, no, that's not at all what I was trying to do. I was trying to get a body to replace an injured player. You were trying to get Mr. Baseball for Denzel. And I I also want to reiterate this. None of us, no one listening to this, none of us speaking right now, know anything about what this guy is capable of doing on the baseball field. We don't have a clue. Unknown quality. Can he drink like Denzel? Can he drink like Denzel and, and bring a we team up know. like Denzel? <laughs> we don't let's know. Throw some, let's throw some pictures up when we post this podcast. We'll have the players make their own opinions about him. <laughs> you you are true, though, Kyle. And I do believe your sincerity when you say that you were willing to give him one game. And if it turned out that he was an absolute stud, that you would say you would make the fair decision. And I believe your sincerity on that. I just couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't vote for that I'm, to actually happen. I'm not at all looking to uh, to you know take an injury and turn that into something that uh, gives my team such a competitive advantage like that. Uh, I mean, picking up Woody for Denzel, I think you know that was definitely a, an improvement. Uh, I love Denzel, but Woody is quite frankly just a better softball player. Denzel's listening. That's, no, 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 that's fine. No, 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 he's I'm not, not insulting I know. Denzel. I'm not Denzel, taking anything I love you, away from Denzel. I'm not taking not anything away from Denzel. We're not saying we don't love Denzel. Denzel. Right. <laughs> but just hands down, cards on the table, <laughs> Woody's, a, Woody's a, a better ball player. Yeah, and also, I, I don't really like, like uh, and also I don't like Denzel very much. I also on, Denzel. Don't you mean Denzel? <laughs> I also want to point this out, uh, just so we're all clear here. Picking up Woody was not even my idea. DeVillers texted me and said, hey, why don't you pick up Woody? And I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. But, he said, I think yeah. the other captains will go for it. Okay, cool. In the early in the early podcast, and he's always wanted to play, but they just didn't know if he could work it out with his uh, daughter's schedule and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but, uh, yeah, glad to see him on board for these last few weeks. And I want to clarify that I love Denzel, and I think Denzel's a great player. And um, But Woody just feels a hole for you. Okay. Woody just fills a hole for you very perfectly. Not only is he better, but also being able to put him at short, which is his like historical position, moving other people to where they play better. It's a great puzzle piece for you. And I tip my cap. I think that that's great. I don't mind that at all. Um, so congratulations to Vibrators on your win and uh, hopeful continued success in the season. Kyle, we only have like seven minutes before we're going to lose this Zoom room. Is there anything that you want to make sure that we get to before we lose you today? Uh, Twids, the original DSL podcast hosted by uh, Mr. Adam Beatty and Chris Bolger. The DSL uh, Podfathers. 
the Podfathers. Yes, indeed. Uh, it might have been my first podcast experience. Uh, I went to Beatty's house to record with Murray Johnson and Adam Beatty and Chris Bolger. And we were having beers recording this podcast. We probably did two hours, maybe more. And uh, then went downstairs to have a smoke, Beatty and I. And Beatty's kind of staring off into space. And he looks at Chris Bolger and he goes, I didn't like that. Let's run it. Let's run it back and record it again. <sighs> oh, so, no. so, we, so we went to the Mart and got more beers and then went upstairs <laughs> and did another two hours plus recording. <laughs> <laughs> was it better the second time around? Uh, it was a lot of the same, but I think it probably was a little better. It was a little, a little more crisp. Yeah. Oh, that's so good, man. We got to say it was like that. we had a, like we had a rehearsal. <laughs> Hebsey, let's start doing it twice, bro. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, no, I'm good. Uh, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, great to be here. Great talking to you, gentlemen. Uh, good, uh, Dustin, good it's slightly less good talking to you than Hebsey, but... Sweet. Uh, and please, uh, please, you don't call us gentlemen. Please call us dogs. You know... Uh, oh, and, you uh, damn dirty dogs. When I uh, go to the bathroom and I see one of the doors marked gentlemen... I pay no attention. I walk right in because I'm not a gentleman. I just ignore. Uh, I just go in anyway. Just, Even though it says gentleman, I just go in. <laughs> There's no door that says dogs on it. I thought you were going to make your joke about just uh, like lifting your leg on the door. All right. You should have cut this like five minutes ago, by the way. I'm going to edit all this to sound fucking This is seamless. gone. Every bit of this is gone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, make it, we'll make everybody sound good when it comes out. Hey, Kyle, thanks, buddy. Uh, good luck rest of the season. Uh, but not good luck if you're playing Game of Thrones, but good luck for the rest of the season playing other competition. All right, see ya. At the age of three, but he'll just give me lessons when he's six. I want my dog to fucking talk and tell me that she's very, very proud of me and that I worked very, very hard. No, I just want a dog. I just want a dog. I just want a dog. Dog. No, I just want a dog. I just want a dog. I just want a dog. A dog. Dog. And I want my dog to be in films. My son would also star in them. All right. Well, I'd like to, to thank Kyle for coming on the podcast for a third time. I know uh, I always enjoy talking to him. You, Hebsy? Yeah, I thought he was going to uh, I thought he was going to come at the dogs with his beef pretty hard. And uh, I was thinking about canceling that beef segment this uh this week but he, he had a legitimate uh, point there and you know some people got a beef they got to get out sometimes so uh the beef stays in the day dogs podcast uh yeah i agree i mean the beefs are good but we shouldn't be trying to force any beef if uh if things are positive keep it positive uh speaking of positivity we got a uh, a great player coming up for our second interview of the podcast we got derek bergen derek bergen looking forward to this uh big guest for the show uh uh, yeah, let's bring him. All right, Derek Bergen coming up after this. I want to Scratching its claws off. 
right. Bark, bark, bark. We're back here with Derek Bergen. All right. Big, uh, big guest. Could be the biggest uh, guest to date. Uh, we've got the last year's MVP who just finished up his last game this season, unfortunately, because uh, playoffs were moved back. So uh, this guy got to go back home and see some folks. Too bad for his team. Uh, good otherwise. But tell us. Uh, welcome, Derek. Thanks for doing this. Tell us a bit about your uh, first of all, your baseball uh experience because you uh you just came in and won mvp first year in the league I'm not sure that's ever happened before break us uh, break us down uh derek bergen the baseball player all right uh thanks for the introduction guys uh first time long time here so uh glad to be part of the show yeah so i've played baseball basically all my life started playing when i was probably about five years old played all the way through high school and then played one year at a small division three college in Ooh, Iowa boy. called Loris college played shortstop there for that one year. And then afterwards played a couple years of, we call it semi-pro baseball, which is not like minor leagues or anything. It's just a bunch of, I mean, it's basically the DSL except for baseball. Like just you get, uh, you get paid out. in beers. Paid yeah, exactly. Beers guys or, out of guys yeah. out of their prime still holding on to their, uh, their competitive spirit. But I played a couple years of wood league base or uh, wood bat baseball. Uh, imagine it paid better than uh, the DSL because if you win player of the week, uh, you make the best catch and the hit of the week, you get paid three beers in the DSL for doing yeah, all that. I, I uh, Maybe I, I'm going to try to set that as a goal next week, although it's hard for an infielder to get that catch of the week. I think we maybe need to consider it like play of the week. I know it doesn't go as well with casts, but uh, I think that would be quite an accomplishment for anybody to get. Well, Korea still got a few other shit beers that we can name uh, awards after, you know. I, I, I'm I'm all for you know more more opportunities to get those beers, but uh, yeah, I played probably up until I was about 20. That that would uh, wooden bat league, and then fully transitioned over into uh, beer league softball. Played a lot of men's, but also co-eds. Unlimited pitch. We play unlimited pitch where I'm from. So throw it as high as you want. You got a black mat behind the mat, uh, behind the home plate. Uh, yeah, one of those things, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's kind of my history with baseball and softball and thoroughly enjoy it, especially now uh, just more of the social aspect of it. I really enjoy, you know, going out and playing, but just getting to meet a good it's, group of uh, people is kind of the, the, the most enjoyable part for me now. Let's go back a few years, uh, Derek, and let's ask the 20-year-old 20 uh, 20 Derek Bergen. Uh, so do you think you'd ever win uh, an award in some random beer league, uh, softball league in some other country? I mean, I feel like every kid grew up uh, having that dream, you know. I, if, if you didn't, you're just uh, not living right. But uh, no, if, uh, if you would have told me when I was 20 years old that I would be in South Korea playing – uh beer league softball and teaching uh i would have thought you're pretty crazy um yeah ain't, ain't I, that the truth for all of us uh with a few so, exceptions so so derek can you walk us through how you came to korea and how you got into the dsl yeah um so i graduated from college and went back to my hometown small town in iowa and taught for seven years um and then uh just after the seven years, we got a new, new boss. Wasn't really uh, quite clicking with him and decided that I want to look for a different job. And I had briefly thought about teaching abroad before uh, accepting that job in my hometown. And so I coached basketball and volleyball there was pretty invested. So 
I was like, if I'm going to leave all of this, uh, why not do something crazy? And I got onto a, a website called Tie Online. It's got a lot of like the international school posting jobs and stumbled across the one at DIS. It uh, really caught my attention and was lucky enough to, uh, to land the job. I accepted the job in the spring of 2019. And I arrived in Daegu uh, in July 2019, first time being out of the country. So I don't know if you'll remember this, but I think that you did an orientation at DIS uh, two or three weeks after you arrived. And I was in that orientation and I remember watching you and I didn't know, of course, I didn't know who you were. I didn't know what would, I didn't know what that you would even be in the DSL, but I remember thinking, wow, goddamn, somebody who's only been here for three weeks. What a fucking trip. All of us have been around for, you know, 10 plus years. So it was really kind of um, shocking to see somebody so fresh off the boat like so you fresh were. right yeah <laughs> and, uh, boy, what, what I, you made of it. I do remember i do remember that because uh not too many uh not too many way gookins in uh, those orientation meetings um <laughs> yeah but yeah it was a whirlwind i got i got here uh, i think it was like july 19th and i had to start like the new teacher work week in like three days and tell us bergen what's you know you're you're throwing out sports there uh like jason greener throws out runners at first you know talk about coaching volleyball basketball is baseball even your your first sport uh your best sport yeah i i would i would say so um i really enjoy playing basketball as well but baseball would probably be what i would say is my my favorite sport probably what i was best at back when i was in much better shape um, so you guys got three uh, three DISers in the league, is that correct? You and Gashob and uh, the lady I met uh, a couple of weeks ago. What was her name again? Uh, Brittany, Brittany Luch. Oh, that's the Luch. Okay, yeah. So uh, three uh, uh, three substantial players, all from DIS. There, how are you guys enjoying it? Uh, I, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I know uh, Nick and I both played last year uh, in the fall league, which uh, was a lot of fun. I know good was, times that was, wasn't it? Yeah, I was glad I was good glad times. I was able to get thrown together. You guys did a great job of getting that put together. I know that was the first fall, I believe, if I, uh, I remember hearing correctly. Were you so I remember Cheryl Francisco, she was all balls a few years ago, and then I want to say Scott McMullen, is that his name? Yep. Yep. Played he played for the dirt bags and um was their uh review of the DSL kind of what got you into the league? Is that how you heard about it? Um so Scott was the principal. He's no longer here. And Cheryl's actually leaving this year um, at the end of this year. Um, Scott is the one who kind of told me about it. And he's like, Hey, uh, I know you like to play sports. Cause I've been, I play basketball here with a, like a Korean group. So like, I know you like to play sports. And uh, I played in the softball league last year. It was a lot of fun. Um, if you're something that you're interested in. And I was like, Oh yeah, that sounds great. Cause like I said, I've played softball basically every summer. Uh, since I was 18, 19 years old. Um, but then it kind of um, fizzled out because of Corona. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I didn't hear much about it. And then actually the one who got Nick and I into it last year and really kind of sold us on it was uh, Matt Campbell. Cause uh, we, Maddie. we know yeah, Matt. I through, did we, know that. We know the Maddie through basketball. Yeah, that's right. When you and was it you and Nick, who was, it was you and Nick last year that, that both came at the same time. And yep. you were just like these unknown guys, but Maddie knew who they were. And then in the draft and Greeny got us both last year. We were both on good times. Well, you know, oh, and Hebsey was on that zero. team. Oh, yeah. yeah. All balls won zero games last season. So I guess he wouldn't. Yeah, they're like the complete opposite of good times, I think. Didn't he want to hear correctly. anything? Yeah. 
about uh, that season, man. That season was rough, dude. We lost yeah. our like second, third round pick. We lost our fifth round pick. Another guy got kicked out of the league. We were we were not a team that was in contention with anybody last year. I've never been a captain, so I don't know that. I don't know the pressure. I don't know the pressures that come with it. Let's uh, let's get into <laughs> some uh, some gameplay talk here, fellas. Uh, All right. So uh, now, Bergen, let me clar- clarify. I said earlier that you played your last game last weekend, but uh, is that correct? Are you playing nine and ten and missing the playoffs, or are you done now? No, I'm done. I'm done now. Um, okay, I thought you said that. Uh, well, anyways, uh, what was it? Eight games in, is it? Uh, so uh, tell us about the the season and uh, the dirtbags. What's going on with this team? Another dominant team uh, this this season uh, for uh, Derek Bergen. Tell us about the dirtbags and uh, what you think uh, heading into the playoffs. Yeah, the the dirtbags had a pretty good season. Um, you know, when uh, I saw the team was drafted, I recognize some players. I was on like Greg DeVillers' team last year, our captain, um, Kevin Kamir. Is that everybody that was on my team from last year on the dirt bags? If not, I apologize, but recognize some of the other names. Like I said, this is only my second year. Um, Ruben but, fucking Rodriguez. Yeah. Ta- talking team. to some people. I, I remember hearing Ruben's <laughs> name. He didn't play in the fall. Oh yeah, um, he didn't. Yeah. But talking to people, they're like, you know, you guys are going to have a pretty solid uh, offensive lineup. And I didn't know what that meant. If it meant uh, just kind of solid base hitters, some some power bats, and you know Kevin Galbreath, a friend of mine that uh, is on the team as well, he's really stepped up. I think he, you know, going to put a little plug in for him for male rookie of the year. Um, but there's not many weaknesses on that dirtbag team this year, and uh, you know if if you're getting in a little defensive trouble, uh, along come the bats and bet you out of it. Uh, yeah, if we're at full strength, uh, we uh, we do have a pretty potent lineup it definitely usually comes down to that defense. So down, uh, down a couple of players uh, yourself in the playoffs. So you guys missing anyone else that you know of uh, heading to the big day? Um, well, I know Barry was supposed to be gone, but I think somebody said that he switched his flight since Lexi's in the league now that they might have switched their flight um, so that they can play in the championship weekend. So I think I might be the only one that's going to be missing now, as far as I, as far as I understand. I'm sure you guys don't want to t- talk too much about last weekend. You guys were missing uh, some players. Both captains were taking the outs on you guys. Uh, so we won't beat that to death. And uh, the two teams that won, our team. Hey, included, why not? Why not beat uh, that to death? We well, got I, don't, I, I, I have like amnesia. I, I forgot all about last week already. As far as far as Derek wants, you know, yeah, as yeah. one of the teams, as one of the teams that got a victory off dirt bags, I'm not sitting on here this this week and shitting all over the dirt bags who will fucking uh, hold a vengeance. I just like I'm taking that win from dirt bags, grateful for it, and moving on. Hold on. So you'll shit all over all balls last year when we lost most of our players early on, but you won't shit all over dirt bags for one weekend when they didn't have their players. Listen, what you're asking me here. You're talking about your team who never won a fucking game all year, and you're talking about the dirt bags who who can barely lose a game all year. They it's never a, won a game all Saturday. Yeah, all Saturday <laughs> down, down so a couple let, players. Uh, I was down. I players. was down three players last year. The whole goddamn year, you shit all over me all day. Where but were they didn't you? Have to take any outs last year. Yeah, you should have broadcasted that last year. Uh, but anyways, we do need to hear some game analysis. But I'm just saying, don't kick a dog when it's down. Is what I'm saying. You know, don't kick a dog. That's yeah, all thanks, people thanks, do to Abby. me. They, 
Don't You're very kickable, man. You're kickable. Uh, Derek, uh, tell us about uh, last week there and uh, how how a dirtbag uh, perspective on those couple of games last week. Yeah, I'm just looking at the looking at the score sheets right now. Um, we were missing Ruben, and we were missing Lexi. It was her prom. Ruben had a, a softball tournament right up in Pyeongtaek, I think. Yeah. And um, and Nico was gone. So some and uh, Tori, big- I think, was gone too. Ah, and Tori was gone. Yep. Thank you. And so missing some pretty big, uh, bats there, missing some, some key, some key hitters and key defensive players. So we had to move some people around defensively and, um, you know, sometimes a, a minor change in where you're normally playing can be a difference for some people. Uh, but really what, what struck me is, uh, at least in the game against all balls, um, we just didn't have the bats going right, right away. And, all balls are making some plays out there. Not Darren Smith, though. I don't think I've ever seen him make a make a play out <laughs> in the field. But uh, beyond that, uh, just looking at it, we only had two runs through five innings. Is that right? Looking looking at this, um, and the top of the lineup, all balls really uh, really hurt us. Just uh, not too many. There's one home run. Ganella had a home run, but just a lot of singles and doubles, and put up a lot of runs. We uh we put up a little bit of a fight at the end and ended up losing 21 to 17, but those two automatic outs uh, came back to bite us. A lot of times it was the third out of an inning, especially late in the game. Yeah, You guys made a late, uh, late charge at the all balls there. And uh, so when wasn't, uh, we weren't feeling real comfortable going into uh, the last game of the evening with you guys just uh, finishing on a flurry there. Yeah. It's, it just, and you know, no, uh, no fault to the, to Dustin or Greg, uh, if I was a captain, I would do the exact same thing. But those two outs, you know, no matter where you put them, if you try to stack them at one point in the lineup, or if you try to, we had them at the at the force or at the five spot and the ten spot, you just never know what type of situation is going to happen. Um, yeah, it was clear to me like uh, I mean, I know like we did. We played a we played a great game. We scored yeah, the most absolutely. runs of any that game. We scored the most runs of any team on the whole weekend, and so we did play well, but it was clear to us that those two outs every time through your lineup was just killing you. It was mur- anything that you ever got going would just be destroyed with those two outs. And then I don't know how much it affected your defense, but I mean, we did put up more runs than we usually put up. So it must have affected your defense. Yeah, as well. it, it definitely impacted us a little bit. Like I said, we were, had some people playing a few different spots, um, but you guys, you guys put the ball in play. You guys were hitting gaps, hitting spots. Um, I know speaking, I uh, may have had a few too many uh, beverages umpiring and uh, throughout the day, but I know <laughs> there's a couple of times since we didn't have to have a catcher, the umpire was catching unless there was a play at home that a couple of times, like I, I remember, I don't remember if it was in all balls or the it game was all balls. game. I know exactly and what you're thinking of. And it was against us. The one where I tried running home and ran into the I net. Was- I was pitching and watched it all happen. Yeah. Can you do you, how much of that do you remember? Because it's a play that's worth talking about right now. Um, if I remember correctly, I think there was, was there a runner on first? I know that there was like one. I think there was just a runner on third. Okay. And And so, yeah. And I told myself that, uh, if I got a ground ball to just take the out, which I should have done. Um, but in the heat of the moment, you get it. Um, ground ball comes to me and normally they probably wouldn't send that person home because there's somebody catching. 
And yeah. so I fielded it and I don't remember who was on third. Maybe it was Ganella, maybe. Um, but it was I tried somebody that home. I didn't. Yeah. By the time the ball got, cause right off the bat, they were going home. And so by the time it got to you, at least from my perspective, it was clear that you weren't going to run right. them down, but you thought I can run this per- or you thought at least for a split second, I can right. run this person down at home. Got some part of the way there. I think realized shit, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. And then made like a last minute desperation throw to first. And then went crashing into the net <laughs> behind home lay, plate, lay, lay in the bottom line for the team, you know, just, uh, just trying to be a team player. I don't know, yeah. um, I don't know where it was, but I, I missed that one, but I just, uh, I just heard about it and uh, wished I would have saw it firsthand. Yeah, thankfully, was... thankfully didn't injure myself or clothesline myself uh, too bad. But I think the worst part of that, if I remember correctly, is you guys put up a couple more runs after that. And had I maybe just thrown it to first and gotten that out, we maybe we got got out of that inning with a few less, a uh, few less runs. But I'm just going to blame it on the Caesars. Is what I'm going to do. Well, was, it was uh... one of those moments where I, you were, you were as serious as anybody is. I mean, you were, you were fucking getting it. Right? I'm going to get yeah. this fucking. Mm-hmm. Thing. And then when you crash into the net. It, this is almost like fuck fuck so i'm pitching and i'm i'm laughing but i don't want to show you that i'm laughing because i don't want to piss you off so i'm right I'm, i have my back to you looking at the people in the stands just <laughs> cracking up try not to show you that i'm busting my busting a gut yeah, but I, the reason why i wanted to bring that up is because that play is the weekend whoopsie for this week so congratulations i am just make i i uh, think i've gotten uh in my two years i've got the hit of the week I got player of the week. Now I got the weekend whoops. Now I'm just going for that catch. So maybe, maybe next year. Uh, Congratulations on yet another accolade. Uh, thank you. You know, I just <laughs> add it, add it to the the softball resume and uh, next year, whoever my captain is, maybe I'll have him play me in the outfield some, so I can go for that uh, catch of the week. Hey, Bergy. Uh, so uh, game five, you wrapped up for us. You want to get into uh, a dirt bags perspective on the game six that was against uh, GOT there last game of the evening where you guys fell a little short again. Yeah, it looks uh, almost uh, kind of like a repeat of game one for us. Uh, top of the lineup for GOT put up quite a few runs against us. Um, they also were hitting the gaps. We uh, let some balls get biased at uh, a lot of positions, uh, but we just dug ourselves too big of a hole, and we didn't put up nearly as many runs. We lost that one 16-9, to nine, but uh, – Pretty, pretty similar games, you know, give credit to uh, GOT and all balls. Um, From a I GOT think... perspective, uh, we uh, we played a decent game, a uh, decent enough game, and uh, that those extra outs we're getting on you guys uh, going through your lineup uh, was uh, for sure a, a factor. Uh, yeah, and I know, uh, I know, um, you know, I saw you Halakas had a home run. Um Rogers, Rogers played okay, I guess. You know, played better than the umpires, but uh, that doesn't that doesn't take does. very much. That doesn't yeah, take he's, very much. he's fired up at there. You know, uh, at shortstop for us, uh, he's he's having a nice season. Uh, so games you, uh, seven and eight real, finished there. You got something there, Dustin? Go ahead. Yeah, real quick. Um, uh, you mentioned Matt Halakast. Uh, he did. He had a great day uh, all around. He is the max player of the week. Oh yeah, yes. definitely shout out, a, shout well out to Hellcast. Just in that game against you, uh, against you, uh, Dirtbags, he had he went single, double, double, home run, 
with uh, multiple RBIs. He scored runs every time he got on base. And I think that he went seven for eight uh, on the day and he made some incredible catches. We'll, we've, we'll talk about it at some point, but in our game with, with game of throws, he made an incredible, I mean, he was all over the place. So max yeah. player of the, of the week there, Matt Halcott. He's not uh, he's not a traditional baseball player either. So he makes these catches, but every time you're like, Oh fuck, he's going <laughs> to drop that. Fuck. He's going to drop it. And then he snags it. Um, yeah. So with uh, game seven and eight in the books there, uh, Bergy, what do you think for the uh, rest of the season, your dirt bags? I know you're not dwelling on this weekend, what do you think for those uh, games nine and 10? And will the Dirtbags win the championship this year? Yeah, um, I know. As far as I know, I don't think anyone is missing any other games. Nobody else is missing the championship besides me. Um, you know, I think at full strength or if we're only missing one one player, we're, we're still a, a very capable team. Um, we're going to to beat us. You got to put up a lot of runs, I think. And defensively, we, we definitely have put some games together where we uh, are making the plays, but it, it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what coach does, what uh, Greg does with the, with the lineup defensively. If I had to guess, he would put um, either Nico over at third and Barry at short or vice versa. I know Ruben yeah. has played a little bit of shortstop. Games nine and 10, the next doubleheader, we play weekend warriors and we play I think the vibrators again, that's, yeah, that's the game that we missed. Um, so we, we lost to the weekend warriors, the first game of the season. That was the game where they put up, I think like 13 runs in the last inning, like all off of singles or something. Um, and I know that we beat the vibrators. So we go in uh, hitting the ball, like our chances against those two teams. And then, yeah, I think, I think we can but definitely not- bring home the DSL championship this year. Had Weekend Warriors won any games this past Saturday, the, the game with them would have been important to you. But now that they've lost, you you are you have clinched the number one seed over on your side of the ranking. So you think that affects your team? You think they just show up drunk and have a good time? Or do you think they uh, they try to win these games? Um I think I think, you know, a lot of a lot of the players on our team, uh, want to go out there and win. I think uh, there definitely will be a few that uh, have a few drinks, especially double header day. I mean, I, I think that's a perfect opportunity to go out there. I don't know what times we play, but I just always encourage people to go out. If they can get there a little bit early, just enjoy the environment. And if some drinks flow, then that's great. But if not enjoy the softball, enjoy the, enjoy the company. But I think, There's I think they'll many, be fired uh, up. I think they'll be fired nuts. up to play the games. I think, I think they'll want to get back on the winning track. Losing those two games didn't uh, didn't feel too great, even being down and taking those two automatic outs. So I yeah, think it, I think they'll take I think they'll I think they'll take it pretty seriously and go out go out for the dubs. It did not look like you were having not you personally, but your whole team was really super duper enjoying those two beatdowns that you took on Saturday. But for the rest of the league, it was we all cathartic. we all had days yeah. we all had days yeah. like that, right? Nobody. Nobody wants to play in that game and nobody wants to watch that kind of a game, right? Well, yeah, so it's like it's not the like, ideal situation. Time. I liked it. <laughs> you, you look at it from both perspectives, like you look at okay, we lost, we had those two outs that obviously hindered us. But then you're playing and you're like, Oh, we're right there, especially in the game against all balls, we're making those comebacks, and then all of a sudden it just ends because of of these outs. So it's like just yeah. uh just one of those days where yeah, it definitely wasn't definitely wasn't ideal, but 
shake it off, go uh, go to the Ann Motel, have a few drinks, and forget about oh, it. Oh, yeah. But I, have, I have a different question. <laughs> yes. So you know the Daegu Dogs originated as a, as a Daegu-based tournament softball team. There's another mm-hmm. ter- Daegu-based tournament softball team, the D's team, captained by somebody else. I would like to officially invite you to become a Daegu dog for our softball oh. team when we do when we do tournaments. Okay, I, uh, yes. I I I humbly accept the accept the offer. This is big news for the Daegu dogs because uh, you know Dece have always gotten to the players before us, or they just offered more glory than us. We could never get these players, and they even pinched players from us. So oh, to yeah, get to someone. Post, yeah. Um, so to get to someone of your caliber before Dee's team and have you sign up for a dog is uh, that's that's great news, buddy. Welcome aboard. Public record now, Kyle. Suck it. He's uh, he's a big dog. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll have my people get in touch with your people for you know the contract negotiations and whatnot. But yeah, I uh, I wish I price. had you, you know like it. they do like they do with the the college kids when they make their decision like a hat or something to wear. Hey, but... we, we got a hoodie for you. Oh, even better. 40 oh, bucks. Sweet. One of those. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Derek, uh, thanks a lot for having a chat with uh, the Daegu Dogs today, man. I think people yeah. in the league are going to like this. So uh, we appreciate it. Then safe travels home, buddy. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. And uh, look forward to listening to the podcast when it's all finished up. And I'll be listening from home, keeping updates back in America. Maybe I'll even wake up early to watch the watch them softball on Facebook. Oh, yeah. Get her done, man. Yeah, nice one. All right. Uh, see you when you get back around Daegu, man. Uh, peace. All right. Thanks, guys. Now I want to be a dog. Big thanks once again to uh, Derek Bergen there, last year's uh, MVP, going home for the summer. Thanks, Derek. One thing I want to say about Derek Bergen, he was a real sport about, you know, he was the MVP last year, but he wasn't the rookie of the year. And that's just the DSL trying to spread the love around, right? Now, of course, if somebody's the MVP and they're the rookie, they, you know, it goes without saying that they were the best rookie if they were the goddamn MVP. But Derek's been a real sport about it. And we gave the rookie of the year to, uh, you notice he didn't bring it up with his beef because, you know, it's positivity podcast. And, um, and, uh, so, uh, what's his face? Ryan, uh, what's Ryan Rodriguez. Is that his name? Ryan Rogers. Ryan Rogers. Got the, uh, RR Ryan Rogers got the, uh, the rookie of the year. But uh, anyway, I just wanted to, to, to shout that out to, to Bergen for, for being such a great sport this whole time about it. Uh, what do we got coming up next here? Uh, Dustin. Coming up next, we have a uh, league uh, hero, a league legend, Richard Garland. And now Richard I remember what... Scoops Garland. I'd like to correct you there. Uh, we call him Scoops on the team because he scoops everything up that uh, comes out of the first base. Richard Scoops Garland. Richard Scoops Garland. It's a great nickname. It's better than the nickname that he earned even before he set foot in the DSL. We saw Richard Garland and instantly it was Dick Garland, this Dick Garland, that. And so uh, he's been a sport, you know, he's taken all of our juvenile, you know, ribbing along the way. And I think scoops is a much better nickname for him. 
Oh, it's good, Scarlet. I, I mean, it's real hard not to call a Richard Dick, isn't it? Because it's it's bred into you for forty years, uh, so it's it's hard not to uh, not to call a Richard Dick. But he's just uh, begging. I, he's begging for the dick. I don't. Okay, uh, I, I'm not sure about that. But uh, we're going with scoops here. Scoops, Garland, <laughs> um, coming right at you right after this. On the planet dog, it's the dogs that are in charge and not the men on the planet dog. It's the dogs that drive the cars and go to work on the planet dog. It's the men that stay at home alone and drink the water from the toilets. On the planet dog, the cats don't live in fear. On the planet dog, the cats Bow, wow, wow. Bark, bark. Christopher Hebbs, we are here with another guest. Our third guest of the podcast must be a record. Oh, yeah. This guy, uh, we mentioned him uh, earlier in the, the show there, but we got uh, Richard Scoops Garland with us here. Uh, my teammate, GOT, um, he got the name Scoops because uh, he's just scooping everything at first base. We tried one game. We experimented a little bit and we had uh, Scoops out in the outfield. It, uh, it was a disservice to both him and the team. Uh, he's locked into first base for the rest of the foreseeable uh, rest of the season. Uh, Scoops, come on in here, buddy. How are you doing this morning? No, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Oh, great. Great to have you, man. Uh, how's, um, uh, how's your week going after those two uh, W's by GOT? Uh, feeling good. Uh, also, body very sore. <laughs> Yeah, that, I mean, I've noticed that the the soreness after a doubleheader is is significantly more than after playing one game. Uh, Richard, how long have you been in the league now? It seems like you've been around forever. I I think this is my fifth year. Did you come in on Hanamano? Was that your first team? Yep, yep. Hanaman was my first team. I think that that was a so Jo's last season. It was a very interesting team, probably one of the heaviest teams in the league. Uh, yeah. Didn't win a lot of games. Had a lot of fun. <laughs> I remember one of the first things you did was completely destroy your hamstring. Oh, I tore my calf muscle. Oh, calf. That's what it was. Yep. It, uh, that part of my calf muscle lives in my ankle now. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> hey, Garland, uh, I remember when I first ma- met you, uh, you know, you were, you were a teacher back home before you came to Korea. Yeah. Yes. So uh, you, uh, you told me uh, you were the, uh, you were the uh, the white guy teaching uh, teaching history. Uh, were yeah. you teaching black black history to uh, A- inner city African American history? Yeah. <laughs> Tell give us a little uh, little background on that. Uh, that always uh, gave me a chuckle when I thought about that one. Well, the school was not good. I remember my first day. I pulled into the parking lot and I parked my car. I was like, "There's no cars here." I was like, "That's kind of strange." And then I walk in and. Uh, probably the head of my department was like, uh, did you drive here? And I was like, yeah. He's like, where'd you park? And I was like, in the parking lot. He's like, no, no, you got to put your car like behind. They had like a razor wire fence. He's like, otherwise they're probably going to steal your car. And that <laughs> what, was, city, uh, what city was this? St. Louis. Oh, okay. Fun. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know, there's a lot of stories, but the biggest thing was like, just don't, don't let the kids break you. 
Because I saw one guy, they made one guy, it was his first year, and they made him cry in the hallway. And all the other teachers were like, he's done. Wow. Wow. How many many years did you do that? Uh, That was probably just one. Yeah, just the one. broke? Well, then I just, I came to Korea. I had an opportunity, and so I did that. Best decision. How long were you in Korea before you joined the DSL? Um, probably five years. And then was it Baker that got you Five or six. Yeah. Corey, Corey was really hyping it up. So I figured I'd I'd give it a, give it a go. And yeah, no regrets, man. Corey Baker uh, really deserves, you know, so much credit for the league for bringing in all, all the people from Pohang and uh, a lot of people from Gyeongju also. Uh, but, uh, Richard Garland, you're one of the champs, you know, so, uh, we'll give Baker all the credit for you signing up, <laughs> but the league certainly is happy to have you in it. We had a, a couple big games that you were in game of throws has been, has been winning, man, you know, and, uh, we're in the same division as you all balls and it, it's not clear who's going to win it. Good times, all balls or game of throws all has a pretty good shot to, to take it. Richard, uh, do you want to start talking about the games we just played last weekend? <laughs> so, sure. Uh, start off with our game. Yeah, the first game, I guess, game four was all balls, game of throws. What do you remember from yeah, that it game? Was a, it was a fun game. It was really a t- close game. Tightest one of the like, season, I would say, uh, for, for us and maybe for the entire league. 7-6 uh, in score. Pretty, uh, pretty tight after they put up four on us in the first, first inning. It's yep. the third game that we have lost by one run and we lost another game by two runs. So another heartbreaker for, for all balls, but you know, game of throws really, you know, it was a really defensive game. It was a fast game. Yes. We can tell by the final score of seven to six, but Halakas, Matt Halakas got max player of the day um, for what he did in our game and also your game against the dirtbags. He had a he had a catch on on somebody. I don't think I don't remember who it was for all balls, but good lord, did he was he a dagger out there for you guys? Yeah, I don't. Every time he catches the ball, I um I don't understand how he gets it. It's like he he like jumps in the air, his arm bends like behind his head. He catches the ball every time. Yeah, he gets it every time, but uh, makes makes us a little nervous as we're uh, we're watching that uh, that ball go towards him. Um, some other notable notes, Thad, you know, uh, Thad only hit 500 on that game. So there were, there were some very uh, talented players, you know, Jesu or Jesu didn't even get a hit that game. He was 0 for three. Uh, I don't bring this up to be negative. I bring this up just to highlight what a defensive stand uh, this game was for both teams. Jesu got injured uh, that day. I'm not sure if it affected him in that first game. Uh, do you remember Garland? But uh, Jesu went down with a little injury there. Uh, he didn't uh, didn't play for uh, part part of the day. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure when he got. I I honestly couldn't remember which part which game he got hurt in. If it was the first one or the second one. Uh, uh, Richard, uh, your stat line. Do you know your stat line for this game with us? Yeah, I I went I went over on the day. You went 0 for, and uh, your last two at bats were both strikeouts. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, what goes through your head when you're when you got a fifth pitch coming? What goes through your head? I mean, I mean, I'm gonna, 
I'm going to hit it somewhere. I mean, try to make some kind of contact, but it's been a struggle this year. So just mostly a lot of rage. Yeah. Just trying to keep that rage down. But your your pitchers, your pitchers will even admit that they've been they've been throwing you some hot garbage. They're uh, they're missing a couple pitches on you. And then it comes down to that fourth and fifth pitch uh, where the pressure's on and uh, they're not they're not getting it in the, the sweet spot for you. And that's that's been affecting you in, uh, in a few games this season. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it's frustrating. But yeah, Jonesy, uh, Jonesy is frustrated uh, pitching to you because he uh, he'll admit that he's been throwing you some crap. So uh, I mean, uh, not not ideal for uh, for uh, you or GOT. So uh, hopefully, Jonesy will work out that uh, that shitty arm of his. I think that Jonesy has a great arm. I think he just has a little bit of the yips now after getting that dick shot. I think he's a little gun shy being out there. But it's pitcher's mound. I don't know if you if you look at him on the mound, it's it's only really the the Garland. Garland seems to be having some bad luck here uh, uh, with this pitching because uh, yeah, like uh, every game it seems we're looking at Garland swinging at uh, the fifth pitch uh, two or three <laughs> times a game. <laughs> That's not it. I was, I mean, I usually swing at the first pitch. I don't like to wait around. And so if the first pitch is anywhere near something I can get to, I'm swinging at it. I don't, I almost never have gotten down to the fifth pitch, but I don't, unless my pitcher was really being inconsistent, I don't know that it would be in my head that, that it was the fifth pitch. Yeah. I, I think it's, it is like a consistency thing because it's like, I, I don't know, like uh, he, he was, he was warming up to pitch like before our games. Cause I think he was, he was really trying to get it together. And I think the second, the second game he pitched much better. Well, let's move on to the second game here. I think it's, it's a lot more interesting. There are a lot more runs being scored dirtbags at game of throws. So you were the home team here again, you know, dirtbags taking two outs through their lineup and uh, you did what we did to them and just chipped away and got the W what do you remember about that game? Yeah, I mean, I I kind of feel sorry for them. I mean, it was, the two outs really destroyed any chances they had. I feel. I mean, it still it wasn't a uh, it wasn't a runs, feel good but... uh, win. We uh, we talked to Derek earlier and uh, covered this game a little bit, uh, but yeah, it wasn't wasn't a feel good win for uh, uh, for us. But we'll take it nonetheless. Yeah, you got to take the wins when you get when you get a chance. Uh, there's not really so there's not really a lot of notable notes on these games. You know, let's see. Dirtbags, even though they were you know taking the outs. If you look at the back half of their lineup on that game, game six, they weren't doing themselves any favors. They weren't helping their own cause. There is a lot of, I mean, so if I just count real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven ground out or flyouts. So they weren't they weren't helping their own cause getting on base uh, too much. I think they were just kind of having fun earlier in the game. Weekend Warriors lost both their games. They knew they had the first seed clinched. So I know Devillers at least just got on the booze. I think some of their team followed suit and they just went out there and had, you know, just I don't know how much fun they're having, but went out there and, you know, played a game and enjoyed the process knowing that they I, weren't going to get the win. Yeah. I felt, I felt bad for like Murray as Murray looked exhausted from running from first to home, the whole game. 
he also got his COVID shot the day before that. Oh, and Jesus. I got my COVID shot on Thursday and felt like shit all day Friday. I can't imagine if I would have had to play doubleheader the day after I got that shot. So Murray, what a what a champ coming out for that. Yeah. Shit. I mean, I I know how that that year I played on C ball, we were always short on people and I had to run constantly from first to home. Mm-hmm. And it was a it was a disaster. It didn't work well. <laughs> Oh man, the great no catcher games. I think we get one a year. So. Yeah, that, uh, Garland, uh, Garland, uh, Dustin mentioned the division here. Uh, we got uh, GOT just pulled a four and four. I think uh, Greener's at five and three. Is that is that correct? Uh, right now, I think we're yeah we're four and four. We uh, we pulled a five hundred. Uh, Jason Greener's at five and three, and uh, then we got the All Balls at uh, three and five. Uh, that sound right to you, Dustin? Yes. So tight, tight a divisional race. Uh, two games remaining in the regular season. Uh, what uh, What do you think is going to happen there in these uh, the end of the season there uh, in the doubleheader coming up in a couple of weeks? Uh, well, I like. Uh, so we we play vibrators again, so that'll be a pretty important game for us. We have to win that one, and then the the game that really matters, I guess, depending on how good times does the time in their game. I mean, we're the last game of the day and that could be for first place. So could be a big one. Also a note for all balls and uh, game of throws. We beat you by two runs. You beat us by one run. So we do have the tiebreaker over you. If it comes down to, uh, uh, you know, the same record between our two teams. Oh, good, good point. Good point. Uh, all right. Well, uh, uh, Richard, is there anything else that you'd like to uh, have put on the public record here for the podcast before we let you go? <laughs> public record? Uh, I, I don't think I have anything. I'll save it for the field. <laughs> Great, man. No beefs? You don't have any beefs? No, no beefs. Like I think I was telling uh, Greener the other day, I was like, this is probably the most fun the league has felt to me since maybe my first year in the league. So I'm just having a good time. It's got the, uh, it's got the old school feel, uh, you know, uh, this week, this, this last double header just, just felt like old time, uh, old time DSL, you know, uh, from, uh, from the morning till the wee hours of the morning. It was, uh, it was how, how things used to be. Yeah. I loved it. All right, Richard. Thanks again for uh, coming on. Yeah, no problem. All right, peace. Bark, bark. I want to say thank you to uh, Richard Garland there for that interview. Thank you to Derek Bergen earlier for his interview. 
And also thank you to Kyle DeVore for coming on so many times. Uh, man, Chris Hebs, I had such a great time there. Uh, I'm liking the, the positivity podcast that we did this week. Although we do have one more game to get to because none of our guests uh, played in that game, nor did we. Yeah, you know? well, we got there for that one. All right, so you know which game I'm talking about here. I'm talking about game two. Yeah, I was uh, I was stats keeping that one, actually. That's actually the first point that I was going to bring up. And um, it's a, it is a real fun time to, to see you learning how to stat keep. It's also fun to see the, the stat sheet in front of me that you did. One of my favorite things that you did was I can see in the beginning of the game that you were you're trying to label like F9, F7, F8, which is really, really good. That's next level stats keeping. But towards the end of the game, you have F Jory. F Dave, F Jory. <laughs> so that's yeah, that's good yeah. Stuff. That was uh, yeah. You just revert to that because uh, you know Lindsay drew the uh, the chart for me, but uh, you know like uh, F Jory catching the balls all the time, F Davey catching those balls all the time. So uh, yeah, it just uh, works out works out well. Uh, but it was uh, it was not hard with uh, with Middleton. Uh, you know, uh, tutoring me there, uh, so she was she was good to give me a hand, and uh, really takes just a few minutes before you're uh, you're on your own doing it yourself. So uh, don't shy away from stats keeping uh, any of those uh, people that were uh, wanting to try it sometime. Yeah, so uh, right, that's a great public announcement. Uh, thanks. So thank you, Hebsey, and thank you everybody for doing the stats keeping. Um, but on to kind of the ins and outs of this game too. Uh, the the I think the person we really need to shout out is Dave Lyons. He got the hit of the week during this game. Do you remember that that hit that he crushed? Well, I was uh, I you know obviously I watched the whole game, but I had my chair set up in the shade, and so I had uh, you know parts of the field were cut off from me, so I I didn't see some of the action that uh, went when the ball went out of view. Uh, but he, uh, Davey had a hell of a day though. He pulled it was it was a single hit that he got. Um, you know, if you look at Dave Lyons' stat sheet throughout the year, it's just single, 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 single. But um, not no mo, not no mo, <laughs> not yeah, not no mo. That dude fucking ripped one, man. I think I, I want to say it was you know ten, fifteen. I want to say it hit the net in dead pull left, uh, one way or the other, way over everybody's heads, and he got a triple out of it. Uh, yeah, nice one, uh, nice one for uh, Davey. I mean. David got that mad golf swing, right? So when he hits it in the sweet spot, it's going to uh, gonna fly. Yeah, and he sure did on that hit. Um, there's not really much more to note about that game, unfortunately. It was, you know, good times coming in and just laying the smack down on weekend warriors. Now, before we before we uh, end the episode, I have, I have two more things that I want to, to touch on. And the first thing is is already been said ad nauseum, which is just I love those doubleheaders. I cannot get enough of how much love, how how drunk people get up at the field, and how they carry it over into the hotel. But just how much love there is amongst and within the league. Everybody is embarrassing themselves. Nobody cares. Everybody uh, kind of trusts everybody, and um, and I. I cannot state enough how much I fucking love that shit. Yeah, great, uh, great weekend, and uh, you just 
brings you back to the days old, man. I, I said it already, but uh, that was that was uh, just like the old days there this last last weekend. I was uh, I was talking to Aaron Murphy about how you know perhaps this is some you know pent up COVID. Um, you know, people have, have been inside their houses for so long and now they're finally being able to kind of let loose a little bit. But that's not the case. This is how the DSL has always been. This was classic DSL from before yeah. the the pandemic, man. I remember going down to the after parties, you know, down at Who's Bob and you would be drunk off your tits and Hiromi would be drunk off your the, her tits and Gazzy and all the guys and you we'd all have this big like dance group on the floor and just it was such a great time and and this weekend was really reminiscent of of that so I'm, yeah Hiromi uh, Hiromi loves having a good uh, good old dance with Hedzy there she sure does man <laughs> so thank uh, you thank you for making my wife so happy speaking, uh, you know there's someone someone got to make her happy you know uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, speaking of uh, Hiromi and uh, the girls out there at the weekend, uh, selling some fine, some fine baked goods there. Uh, gigantic cookies there. Uh, had one quite delicious. Uh, those made by uh, your girls or Hiromi did that one? Did those? Hiromi's the master chef, but she's been putting Stella to work. So I think now Stella could make them all on her own. And thank oh. you, thank you for mentioning that, Hebsy. Yeah, they are very proud, and they they do enjoy selling those they cookies. They were. They were uh, like beef eater cookies. <laughs> they, they're, you know, uh, delicious. Thanks, girls. Uh, I'll uh, I'll be a regular customer if you guys are out selling uh, selling those. And you know, Hiromi won't even Hiromi won't give them to me. I gotta buy them from Hiromi even if I'm at home. So you guys are, you guys are getting quite the treat there. Thank you for patronizing uh, her and, and my daughters. Household household income. You can't you can't mess with that, man. No, man. So, yeah, Matt Campbell, watch out. Actually, we're not in competition. So, hey, Matt Campbell, we, you know, we're helping selling some food to the league. Be careful with Matt Campbell. He's building an empire. You know, he might uh, he might try to absorb the girls under to the uh, Campbell's kitchen umbrella of uh, of eateries. Well, we may do that. We'll we'll absorb if he wants to make a podcast, we'll absorb him into the Daegu Dogs network. And then he can absorb Hiromi and, and the girls into the Matt Campbell's Kitchen Network. And everybody will be happy. Yeah, sweet. Uh, congratulations, Matt Campbell. Uh, you've, you've been uh, absorbed into the Dave Dogs uh, Incorporated. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this is going to be quite, quite a long episode compared to, to other ones. Uh, next week, we will get to the picks of the week, Corey's locks of the week. We'll try to have Baker on if we can. We'll run down where we are at our little standings. Is there anything else that the uh, DSL community can expect to hear in next week's episode? Well, uh, word on the street, uh, word on the street that uh, the priest from the Northeast is back around, and uh, he's he's working uh, he's working on a new uh, new single to be released uh, before the doubleheader next week. Now I'm excited because the newer members of the the DSL community won't know what the priest from the north, who the priest from the northeast is. But all of us, you know, old timers are yeah, have something really good to look forward to now. Yeah, so uh, I'll try to. Uh, well, the priest will uh, will try to tie in uh, some of the old, some of the new, uh, and uh, you know we'll we'll see. But uh, you know the uh, initial results are uh, are very promising. Uh, could be going, uh, could be going platinum. Well, I don't want to give uh, the priest any additional pressure, but I'm expecting some gold here from from him. 
Yeah, big pressure uh, for the priests there, but, uh, you know, the uh, the priest from the Northeast, he's just a stone fucking wall, man. He don't he don't give a fuck about the pressure, you know? I mean, if, if the past has anything to say, the past is indicative of what's to come. You're, you're 100% right. That guy, that guy's a gold mining machine. Well, man, the priest, the priest hasn't written, uh, written in years. So, I mean, uh, it remains to be seen. Does the priest still have it? Right. So, uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see about that, uh, next, next week. Well, I'm looking forward to it along with the rest of the league. Hebsy, I think that's going to do it for our episode, uh, this week. Definitely, uh, quite the labor intensive one, getting everybody on, getting everything coordinated, but all in all, I hope it paid off. I hope people enjoyed it. And I hope they enjoy their long weekend here uh, without the DSL. And hopefully they're just that much more pumped going into the final doubleheader heading yeah, into championships. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, it was fun talking to all those uh, different guys. Uh, didn't like the Zoom so much, but uh, do, uh, do what we got to do to get one out to the DSLers. Dogs, we'll see y'all next, uh, next weekend at the field. All right. Until next time, I'm Dustin Waters for Chris Hebb saying... Bark, bark, bark. Peace out, dogs.